I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm your host, Alyssa. Welcome to Two English Majors. One Analysis. A show where we compare books to movies. And analyze movies to books. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast, everyone. We are super excited today because we are going to be covering The Fellowship of the Ring, which is the first book in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, and I'm really excited to get started on this. Yeah, we're both super thrilled to be here. Um, one thing I found out before we started recording is that Alyssa has never read them, which I haven't either, but I'm just surprised she hasn't because of her love for The Hobbit and no. The Samarillion and had, Tolkien. Yeah, I've had it on my, tubi, uh, like my TBR list for like the longest time, but with like school and everything, it just never really, never really happened, you know? I mean, they're dense books. Very, very thick, dense books, yes. Are they worth it? Yes. 100%. 100% worth it. We love it. Can't get enough. Oh, yeah. Like, this, the reading this has been getting me out of, like, a lot of, like, I've been, like, so, like, moody lately, like, <laughs> in stress with, like, finals coming up, and this book has, like, saved me again. Like, J.R.R. Tolkien, you've, you've done it again. You've, you've helped me out again. Like, thank you so much, my man. Well, luckily, um, I listen to it when I'm at work uh doing like a theatrical audio version of it and then I read off like I switch off from where I am usually if I'm listening to the audio version I'll end like at the chapter's end mm -hmm. so that way I know like where I'm at when it comes to the book so yeah. that way I can follow along gonna say I've been also but that's because like I said I have finals coming up and I tried to read it all and then I just got to the point where I was like I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it so I'm like I'm just gonna have to start listening to it at work too yeah well, I can send you the link for the one that I listened to because it's really good. And they hey, have already it, done. Is it the one on Spotify? There's more than one on Spotify. The original one I was listening to on Spotify, they removed and put it as a paid subscription only. So then I found a different one on I was Spotify. Say, I, I wasn't paying for mine, but it was really good. They added like the music in in the background, the voice actors. That's, that's, that's the one I'm listening yeah. to. So, yeah, um, I was sad that they like moved it, but I get it. Make your money. Just make me sad, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Um, so, all right. Well, we're going to jump in. As per usual, I'm going to have Alyssa read the book synopsis. Okay. In ancient times, the rings of power were crafted by elven smiths and Sauron, the Dark Lord, forged the One Ring, filling it with his own power so that he could rule all others. But the One Ring was taken from him, and... Though he sought it throughout Middle-earth, it remained lost to him. After many ages, it fell by chance to the hands of the hobbit, Bilbo Baggins. From Sauron's fastness in the dark tower of Mordor, his power spread far and wide. Sauron gathered all the great rings, but always he searched for the one ring that would complete his dominion. When Bilbo reached his 111st birthday, he disappeared, bequeathing to his young cousin, Frodo, the ruling ring in a perilous quest to journey across Middle-earth, deep into the shadow of the Dark Lord, and destroy the ring by casting it into the cracks of doom. And I will say it, that is the synopsis for the trilogy itself. Um, the book we used for the synopsis is, like, it's all three of the trilogy combined. And then the I am db.com says for the first one which is the fellowship of the ring that we're covering a meek hobbit from the shire and eight companions set out on a journey to destroy the powerful one ring and save middle earth from the dark lord sauron so yeah 
pretty pretty much it. I mean, that pretty much sums up what it is. It's not the, a lie. The movie, at the very least. Yeah, so pretty accurate. But so we're we're watching like the trailer. Sorry. <laughs> so it was, so it was like playing in the yeah. background. Um. So one thing about the movie is that it did come out in two thousand and one, which means it came out before the Hobbits, which we covered in our last two episodes on the show. Yes. So. Uh, there was just a, when I looked at the appendices for uh, Peter Jackson and why he didn't want to do The Hobbit, it's because of all the dwarves. It was going to be so many characters, so many actors. That was just going to be a lot on his plate to do, so he thought the Lord of the Rings was easier, I guess. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Joke's I don't know. Joke's on him, because he ended up doing both. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. He's like, I suppose I will do this. Yeah, because, you know, 13 dwarves, plus a wizard, plus a hobbit, plus, like, everybody else that they're going to meet. I can I can get that. But then you got Fellowship of the Ring, which I guess mm-hmm. it's almost not too terribly different. Yeah. I think one of the things for me is that I grew up, I think I mentioned it on one of our Hobbit episodes, how my grandparents would let me stay up late and watch the Lord of the Rings movies. I grew up watching the Lord of the Rings movies, and I loved them so much. And then I watched all the Hobbit movies, and now since this is my first time reading them, and it was my first time reading The Hobbit, there's so much in The Fellowship of the Ring that connects to The Hobbit that, like, I never knew about. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, teasers and, like, a little <laughs> little stuff that uh, Tolkien brought back within the books, and so uh, Peter Jackson brought back in the movies. Have you ever noticed that in the movies, it's, like, same thing with the books, one of their campsites is yeah. actually the three trolls, too. Yeah, yeah, like, so we mentioned uh, the troll see- scene in the Hobbit episode and about how, like, it differed in the book and the movie, but actually, in the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Frodo camps at the troll site, too. He, like, passes it. He's like, he's like, oh, this is the troll site that Bilbo yeah. told me about, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's just a lot of, like, little, like, fun little, fun little Easter eggs or stuff where Frodo mentions a lot of uh, Bilbo's journey. Well, that's because throughout this entire book, Frodo is comparing himself to Bilbo mm-hmm. as, you know, at the very beginning, he kind of wishes that he could have gone off on his own adventure, and then he's kind of like, yeah, do, do I really, though? Like, you know, be careful what you wish for, kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, with Bilbo, Bilbo didn't really want to go on an adventure, but he had, like, that took side that, like, wanted to. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's more stakes in with mm-hmm. Frodo's, like, Frodo really didn't necessarily yeah. have a choice, kind of, with his journey, whereas Bilbo, Bilbo did. Yes. Yeah, Bilbo had a choice, and Frodo is more out of, like, necessity. Yeah, because, and they don't tell you this till a little bit later within the first movie, whereas in the book, they, uh, there's a whole chapter where Gandalf is explaining yeah. everything, um, but... So what happened was, is Smeagol, who originally, who Bilbo took the ring from, mm-hmm. knew that Bilbo had it and that Bilbo was a hobbit because Smeagol was a hobbit-like creature. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to find it and find Smeagol. And so in the book, at least, in his like petty, like, I want to hurt and kill Bilbo really bad, I'm going to go to Mordor and I'm going to go tell the enemy yes. to, go, to go get him. But... At the same time, they tortured Smeagol into, like, getting out more information. So, whereas before, the Dark Powers didn't know where uh, that Hobbits even existed. Because that's the whole thing. Yep. Ho- Hobbits just kind of 
appeared. Even in the Silmarillion, you, there's no concrete story or mythology <laughs> for how they came. That was something Tolkien was never able to finish or write up. They're just they're just there. So they Mordor, just live in the Shire and want their peace. Leave them alone. Let them be yeah, cozy. That's like me. That's Let like them I, be cozy. I'm and telling alone. you, everybody's like, "You're like an elf." I was like, "No, I'm a hobbit." <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the size of one. Like, just let me, let me be, let me be at peace. Leave me and my hairy feet out of this. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But so, anyways, getting back on track. And so now that the Dark Lord knows that hobbits exist and where this One Ring is, is that now since Bilbo's gone and gave the ring to Frodo, Frodo has to make sure now that that ring is never obtained. By any by the Dark Lord, so right now this is this is where we're at at Fellowship of the Ring at the very beginning before the even the Fellowship is created. Yep. Which in the book it's actually not created till like about halfway through. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting, and I think we need to go a little bit more into what the One Ring is. Will you go ahead and read that passage? Yes. Let she me... has in in her edition of the book she has the exact like what the One Ring is. Well, the. the the, the like, rhyme and riddle that's uh, associated with the rings. Yes. Three rings for the elven kings under the sky. Seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die. One for the dark lord on his dark throne. In the land of Mordor where shadows lie. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all in. The darkness bind them. In the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. That was going to be so cool until my voice cracked there in between. <laughs> like, gosh I, th- I still think it was cool. I think it was Ugh. nice. But, um, yeah, so we, obviously, we grew up watching Lord of the Rings. Some of us were smaller than others when they came out. Hush. hush. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was baby. I was a little baby. I uh, was like two. <laughs> I mean, I was still young, but. A little, uh, a little baby. So, yeah, the one ring to rule them all. That's what Frodo has that he was given. It was passed down from Bilbo to Frodo yes. after Bilbo got it from Smeagol slash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's it's, there's a whole story, a chain of individuals. Who a had chain the of ring. custody of the ring. Pretty much, A chain yeah. of custody. Because that ring leaves. Mm-hmm. It does. The the ring is always trying to get back to its its master. Yeah, and it's like where you hear that in the movie, and it's it's kind of like that in the book too. Well, and I think in the book Gandalf does a good job of explaining that Bilbo found the ring for a purpose. Like the ring knew it wasn't gonna do anything with yeah. Gollum, so Schmeagol. That's, so that's a major kind of theme within like the Fellowship of the Rings and stuff, and in the Hobbit is kind of fate. Yeah. And how that works out. Like, hence, like, what I was talking about, the pity of Bilbo, which we can't get into that yet. But the only thing I'm going to say, it's a good thing that Bilbo did not kill Smeagol. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, And then Gandalf, Gandalf already, like, it's like he knows, but he doesn't know. It's those wizard powers. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could be a wizard, like grow that like long beard, like that'd be amazing. I'd like be living my best life. Um. So yeah. So one of the things that we've kind of already touched up on when we first started the episode is that um, there's a lot of Easter eggs that refer back to The Hobbit, and one of the ones because I was 
listening to it partially on audiobook, was he mentions, he, uh, Frodo mentions, he's like, oh, yeah, The Desolation of Smog, which is the second movie of the Hobbit series. Yeah. And it's like, what? And it's just like all these little, like, breadcrumbs, they lead you back to The Hobbit, back to the root, back to the prequel of... Oh, yeah. So that's actually kind of interesting because Peter Jackson, uh, when they were, I don't even know if this was with Peter Jackson's idea, but originally for The Hobbit, they was just only going to split it into two movies. Mm. And so what they, uh, the first one was going to be called The Unexpected Journey, but then the second movie was going to be called Daring Back Again because that, that, that is the book that Bilbo wrote for Frodo to read of his stories to, like, pass on. So I always thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. I think it's important to, like, incorporate those little details. But I do enjoy, like, how it was labeled The Desolation of Smog because then it's, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know. And they mention, at one point, Frodo also mentions the Battle of the Five Armies. And I'm like, oh, I know that one. I know that one. I know. I know what's going on. Yeah. So well, that's a, theoretically, like I said, the Hobbit came out first. So you you read the Hobbit, you read this, and you're like, oh, oh, oh I remember I the remember. nostalgia. Yeah, the so nostalgia of it. Yeah. But because of the order of the movies, I feel like a lot of people who aren't like the Tolkien like tribe of people, like you don't really know. You know what I mean? Like you gotta. You gotta know. You gotta be in the know. You do. There's a lot of... And then if you're really, really, really in the know with the Silmarillion, like, that's a... <laughs> Girl, at one point, where I'm gonna make us read that. You know that, right? <laughs> well, but it doesn't have a movie. Does huh? it? Rings of Power. Oh, Rings of Power is based on the Silmarillion? Loosely. But still, ah, we could. Loosely. <laughs> loosely. Let me... That's... that's like, like a Knight's Tale? Honestly, yes. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it's like I said, it's hard where it's uh, the Silmarillion is basically a bunch of collection of mythologies and mm. stories, but there is no like overarching. Oh, so very much plot. like Chaucer's and Knight's Tale that we did. Yes, very much so. So we could, but we could still compare. Hmm. Yeah, it's still, I still think it'd be fun. So we're going to do that eventually. But so do another the salt thing... base sprinkle in. Sprinkle oh, in Samarillion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? So, I thought something I thought was interesting is, like, there's a whole, like, character at the very beginning that they just <laughs> entirely leave out. And uh, that is Tom Bombadil. And I have a little part of a song. Just so you know, I'm going to not really, like, sing, sing it, but I'll do my best. I'm not a singer. Don't hate me. Um... Old Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. Bright blue his jacket is, and his boots are yellow. Yes, he's he's <laughs> just a very happy dude. <laughs> Fair lady, said Frodo, again after a while. Tell me if my asking does not seem foolish. Who is Tom Bombadil? <laughs> he kind of speaks in rhymes sometimes, and it's just... Yeah. He's just like this very happy... Like, when you first meet him... Essentially, Mary is getting eaten by Old Man Willow. He's getting eaten by a tree. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, like, it's horrifying. Like, legit. Like, can you imagine? It's terrifying. And then 
all of a sudden you hear like they're like oh i hear this song in the breeze and it's tom bombadil singing the song you know very happily like i'm tom bombadil with my lilies and <laughs> and stuff and then they're like can you help us our friends in the tree he's like yeah no i know what to say and then he just kind of takes a branch whacks the tree and he's like let him go old man willow this is not your time to eat or something like that it's, it was just like <laughs> it's just funny because like the hobbits are obviously terrified yeah <laughs> You're getting literally, like, eaten by a tree, man. I don't... Like, this is what I'm telling you. I need, like, another, like, Pan's Labyrinth or something. Like, a horror fantasy movie. Because some of this stuff is, like, absolutely terrifying. It could be made into, like, so much more. I'm sorry. We're just... I'm going off into a tangent, but, like, getting eaten by a tree... Sounds horrible. Oh my, like, getting eaten alive Splinters. in general. Just like. Splinters everywhere. Ugh. Splinters. Ugh. Little tiny paper cuts all yeah. over. And then he's just, he's just so happy about it. And then with the. He's like nonchalant and he's like, oh yeah. Whack, whack. <laughs> Pr- pretty much. He's just like. Nah, he's. Tom Bombadil is essentially a mini god. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, just... I, I know, I know. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's not. <laughs> We sound like we're kidding, but we're not. We're not kidding. Because, like, he, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been here before the stars, before the sky, before, like, the elves, before anything. And he just says it so nonchalantly. And you're like, who are you? You know what it just reminded me of? The rabbit from Alice in Wonderland when he's, like, bouncing around. He's like, I got no time. I got no time. Like, that's that's kind of how I feel with Tom Bombadil. Like, I feel like, I feel like he's, like, your, uh, like, older uncle. That you just, that's just so interesting. That, like, yeah, it just shows up, and he's like, you're like, huh. And you're like, who are you again? Like, what? And he's just, like, pretends. The life of the party. Like, he's, like, the life of the party. Like, oh, who is this man? (laughs) That's that's Tom Bombadil. He's amazing. He's uh, married to an elf called my... I just remember, it's not an elf-like name like we would hear like in the Lord of the Rings, like Arwen or Galadriel. It was like Goldenberry. 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 And so, yeah, he's married to Goldenberry. But I think um, I looked up why they didn't include him. And one of the reasons they said that they didn't include the Tom Bombadil side quest, I guess, was because they felt like it didn't propel the story forward for the movies. I feel like it's important for the books because in the books, obviously, you get a deeper sense of what's happening in all of the events. Well, it's kind of like the first hiccup that they yeah. kind of run into. Minus, like, because, you know, the Nazgul are still chasing them down, but it was never, like, a massive, Threat massive yet. issue yeah. yet. And so this was, like, the first, like, real... Like, getting eaten by that tree was, like, the first real, like... And it was nonchalantly taken care of by, uh, by Tom Bombadil. It's like, the, the, the second thing that they get themselves into with the down barrows, the barrow downs, mm-hmm. like, uh... Yeah. What was the thing called that took them? Um, it was a white something. Yeah. But it takes them, and then, like, it's... I don't know. It's just interesting, because there's literally a whole chapter in the book about Tom Bombadil and it's in the chapter is chapter seven, at least in my book. And it's in the house of Tom Bombadil is like the name of the chapter. And he just got cut him and his wife. 
So, and his wife is, she, like, when she introduces herself, she's like, laugh and be merry. I, Goldberry, daughter of the river. She's the daughter of the river. <laughs> but, so, and it even says, like, how the hobbits looked at her in wonder. Like, oh, they were yeah. amazed by her, so... 100%. They were just, uh, absolutely, well, like, that's, I love how they did Sam, Sam in the book. So the difference is kind of where you don't really get to see this in the movie, is Sam is on a different class level than the other hobbits. Yes, he's like, uh, like a server, like he does the lawn, he's like the, he he's does, the gardener. Yeah. But, like, which they say that in the, in the movies, but I don't think it really expresses, like, he is on a whole other Class level. I just showed Alyssa a meme that I will be posting to our Instagram because oh it's hilarious. God. That was funny. But it's basically a hand holding a baby deer out of the water, and like the person that has the hand is submerged in the water. It says Frodo taking the ring to Mount Doom. Samwise is hold- the one holding him because he does carry Sam. Sam pretty much. Sam carries. <laughs> he them babies. All. He babies Frodo like a little angel. He's a little little baby. Well, that's because Tolkien <laughs> wrote Sam to be actually the hero (laughs) no really yeah sam is the hero written within his stories huh hence why like sam wise yeah is yeah like frodo may be like the main protagonist but the actual hero of the story is sam everyone needs a friend like sam exactly like it's it's that tolkien was trying to say it's not you can't do things alone. Like, well, yeah, he's you, got his whole party. You can't do things alone, but it's this is another thing where Sam's on a whole lower class than mm-hmm. everybody else is. His his mind isn't like, whereas Frodo's like, I'm the one. I have to do this, like, you know. Or Sam's like, <laughs> Sam's like, what about me? But <laughs> I, I'm here. I, I, and Sam's the one, like, I can help you. Because mm-hmm. Sam didn't have to go with Frodo. No. Sam chose to go with Frodo. I love the part in the book where Sam gets caught, like, eavesdropping. He's like, he's like, what did you hear? He's like, nothing. And he's like, he's like, tell me. He's like, hey, you up. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from the movie is like, I ain't dropping no eaves, sir. And they didn't, it wasn't in the book. It was similar, but it wasn't that one. It's still <laughs> funny. Like, I mean, like you said, it's never going to be like Don't let him exactly. turn me into anything unnatural. <laughs> it's like my favorite. Poor Sam. But, oh, one of the major differences between the book and the movie that we've talked about before we started recording was uh, Frodo's age. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I think I read Elijah Wood was only 17 when they started recording. Mm-hmm. So Elijah Wood was 17. Uh, Frodo in the book is 50. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the they age weird. Like, Bilbo's uh, 111. I know, but still, it's just like... He could have been like in his twenties, like, <laughs> like looking. But a lot of uh, when I was like reading, trying to like figure out why they did that, they were like, "Well, who would you rather look at, like a fifty-year-old man doing this or like a strapping young man?" And I was like, "I saw Elijah like, Wood was seventeen. Freaking Samwise. Samwise <laughs> is has my heart through throughout all of it. I think Samwise." is an amazing actor, and a lot of people don't recognize him as Samwise. A lot of people recognize him as, like, Doug from Stranger Things, or, oh, what's another popular thing he's in? Goonies. Goonies, yeah. Child from the Goonies. 
So it's like my mind is actually it's killing me because I usually could call his name out like that and it's killing me because I can't. Also, the things I was talking about where Tom Bombadil says them again, Barrel Whites. I had to look that up. Okay. Barrel Whites. Barrel Whites. So let's see what this is. Definitely, like he's such a Sean good. Sean Aston. Yep. Yeah, he's such a good actor. And, like, the fact that most people don't recognize him as Sam is literally him. heartbreaking. I freaking love this man. He's also in 51st Dates, and really, he's in a lot. Like, he's not... Well, okay, so, you know, like, I'm just going to say this because, you know, Wednesday is, like, a massive thing on Netflix right now. Oh, I already watched it all. So, like, the 1991 version, the 1991 Gomez mm-hmm. of the Adams Family is his dad. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, a little, little interesting tidbit. Yeah, he also got his uh, BA in English. Really? Yeah. Also, there's an, what ad- up? <laughs> there's an adorable picture of him with otters. <laughs> otters are my favorite animal, and I am, like... Am I sensing a celebrity crush? It is actually not. This is just true Or like admiring. a platonic crush. Yes, pretty much. A like a admi- not, like, like non-sexual... Well, that's how I feel about uh, Will Ferrell. I'm not like... Yeah. Attracted to him, but like I love his personality yeah, that he just shows. Like, true admiration for this man, just true, yeah. like absolute. I feel like that's fair. Like yeah, like some celebrity crushes aren't sexual. They're yeah. just you're like I just want to meet you and like, like like hang out with talk you. with you, yeah. man. Like that's it. Like like you just want to like interact with them yeah. and get their thoughts on things. Oh my god, that'd be that'd be the day, man. I I die I die happy woman. So. Right there. Definitely, yeah. I feel like that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're allowed to admire someone who's famous without being, like, attracted that way. Yeah, I th- yeah, that's that's fair. Other people make it weird. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I just... just but yeah, I didn't know he had a... Uh, I didn't know he had an English degree. That's really cool. Yeah. Maybe one day he'll listen to this. <laughs> Maybe. Don't don't get my hopes up. <laughs> don't, get, don't do that. Don't do that to me. Oh Lord. But yeah. So it's interesting that Frodo is played by such a young actor given his age. Even though hobbits do age differently, they still went really young. Orlando Bloom, eighteen. In this movie. Yep. Legolas. And we have mentioned Legolas before on the show because he's in the Hobbit, even though he's not in the Hobbit. He's yeah. in the movies. Not the books. He, he is in, yeah. But, again, we did mention on, I think, our previous episode how we don't think he would have been in the movies had The Lord of the Rings not come out first. Yeah, probably not now. Like, I think if they would have done The Hobbit movies first, they probably wouldn't have had Legolas in it because they, why would they have any inclination to yeah. include him? That would be so interesting, like, the just to see how that would have worked out because I think the movies would have been so different if The Hobbit came out first. And then Lord of the Rings. You know who was a great cast pick, and I know you're going to agree with me? Who? Aragorn. Strider. Yes. Amazing cast pick, but the Aragorn within the books is different from the Aragorn in the movie. The Aragorn in the movies is, like, so depressed, I feel like. And the Aragorn in the books is, like, confident and happy. Yeah, very much more, like... Like a... Like... Assure of himself. Yeah, very more hearty. Like, again, like, almost, like, hearty, happy Tom Bombadil-ish kind of, like... Sarcastic, joking, and theoretically older. 
Oh yeah, because he is one of like the, the first Dunedain. men. Yeah, the like Dunedain, who? Yeah. He's like he's like eighty. Yeah, he's a he's an old grandpa. Which you don't find out till later, right? I don't. In the movies, there's yeah. a scene, and I think it's I can't remember if it's in the the two towers or oh, it's it's in an extended yeah. where she like asks how old he is, yeah. and he's like he's like I'm eighty something. I yeah, because he was talking about how he fought with her grandfather, Grandpa. and yeah. he's like you. She's like you must have been like two. He's like actually, sorry, she is Aowen, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so we'll we'll get more into that later, but. The ages are off, but I think overall, oh, I mean, I obviously saw the movies first, so when I am reading about Aragorn, I pictured him as he is cast. Yeah. But. I do too. Watching the movie, because I haven't watched the movie since I was a kid, so re-watching the movie, I was like, why is he so sad? <laughs> he is sad. Like, he's a little, still hot, but it's like still, still The sad. dark brooding type. <laughs> I need happy hot, not sad hot. I know. <laughs> okay, I don't know. So this is actually kind of on my mind. This is like another like kind of little, nothing really to do with the book, but a little neat tidbit about the movie. Okay. So you know that shot where Frodo falls down the mountain a bit, mm-hmm. like in the snow and is like rolling mm-hmm. down, and then you see somebody pick up the ring, like it's like yeah. a really close shot. That ring that you see, it's massive. It is like... <laughs> Yay big. Like, I don't know how how big. Like, bowl-sized. Like a cereal bowl. Yeah, like cereal bowl-sized ring. Or, I don't know, they just make, kept making them bigger. And Peter Jackson, to, like, get that, like, neat shot of somebody picking it up. Yeah. Or, or I don't know, maybe it was bigger than bowl size, But I just remember that they had to make that ring, like, massive. And they kept going up. And Peter's like, yeah, it's bigger. They're like, okay. He's like, like, bigger. 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 And so they ended up with like this massive ring, which somebody had to, like, you know, like, just, like, hoist it up, like, out of the shot. And that thing had to be heavy, man. But, yeah. So, I don't know. That was just, like, something, like, a little neat thing that I also thought was, like, interesting to bring up. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely... Huh. It's cool what they have to do for movies to get the shots. Yeah. like, make them so, like theatrical and like visually appealing oh yeah i don't know that's just something that like kind of stuck with me and then yeah cause of doom minds of moria (laughs) everything is so interesting to me so i'm gonna let you go oh god yeah so there's so much there's so much to unpack there i honestly like the Balrog scene and fly you fools. I remember a little story about me is even this is just with the movie though. Um, because like I was like two and I think my uncle wanted to watch it once it had come out. And my parents told him, Don't let her do this. Because apparently I had a very good concept of what death was at a very young age. <laughs> oh, I don't ask me how or why, I just did. And so when that scene came up and Gandalf is like, fly, you fools. And then in the movie, he just like kind of dies, quote unquote. I was crying for days. And then my parents were like, what did you do to her? And there's like, Gandalf. 
And then she was like, see what you did? This is, you can't let her watch that stuff. So apparently, yeah, I was very sad. Also, another fun fact. I did the same thing with Wilson from Castaway. <laughs> I lost Wilson. And so it was, uh, yeah, I was a very emotional, emotional child. <laughs> that's that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I know one of the things we talked about is in The Hobbit, there's a lot of songs. And there is a fair amount within The Fellowship of the Ring. But I know, Alyssa, you want to talk about like how there's more in The Hobbit. Yeah, so they did. They included within The Hobbit like almost all the songs, or they try to include most of those songs, like Blunt the Knives, Crack the Forks, and then even the... Excuse me. <laughs> and even the Goblin, the Goblin song, you know. Die down here and never be found down in the deep of Goblin Town. You know, they were including like... Mm-hmm. Those songs were, as in this book, there's a lot. There's a lot of songs. But they're never really included. Um, to the Edge of Night is, like, that one song that they're kind of singing as they're kind of going mm-hmm. on. But that isn't until, like, the second movie. And the lyrics are changed up a bit then, too. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I love all the songs that they did in The Hobbit, though. Mm-hmm. Like... The beginning one with the like the forks and plates and yeah, <laughs> like I think that it was good that they included more. But I wonder if that was a stylistic choice because, you know, from the time that it was a decade between the movie franchises, pretty much, like almost exactly a decade actually. Yeah, between the movie franchises. Slash the wine on every door. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, it's, uh, so it's like. Well, you saw that. Like, I did. You see the thing that I sent you that like Richard Armitage sent out. You know, what else? It's been a decade. What? Lord of the the Rings of Power is coming out, and it's been a decade since the Hobbits came yeah, out. Yeah, it has. So I guess every ten years we're just getting a little Tolkien. I know. I, I just like thought about that in my mind because I'm like, okay, this was 2001, and I think the Hobbit was 2011, right? 2000. 12, maybe. So just a little over a decade. Yeah. Because, yeah, I sent, so I sent Ashley. Yeah, 2012. I follow Richard Armitage on Instagram because, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little cretin. But, um, he sent something like out that I can't believe it's been 10 years since the first movie came out of Mm -hmm. The Hobbit with like a Hobbit poster on like a billboard or something. And I sent it to Ashley and I was like, I feel old. So... Yeah, a decade since The Hobbit came out, the first one, and it was 11 years between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit movies. How crazy. <laughs> and now it's 2022 and we're getting The Rings of Power. Just 10 huh. years. If somebody, if somebody does it like 10 years, well, the thing that, about The Rings of Power, though, is that they're releasing that every two years. Well, now they just messed up my timeline. I know. Like, <laughs> the seasons are coming out every two years, so... I don't know it's still interesting though just to think yeah. about like because like of how i feel like between 2001 and 2012 there was a lot of change in cgi especially yeah. for movies a lot of like technical advancements that happened in that 10 years mm-hmm. i mean one thing i can say is the rings of power is a very pretty pretty tv show oh yeah because even now there's like even more yeah it's so very pretty. It's just I'm not gonna lie when I say it's a little, it's a little boring. It's a little slow. Yeah, very slow. It's like 
all politics at the very beginning. It's like, I don't, I don't want to see it. So, yeah. I mean, we love all of it. I mean, I like this kind of stuff. You know what? Where I, we haven't, like, discussed this at all. This is going to be Alyssa's initial reaction. You know what they came out with that was a movie I loved that's based on a book on Disney? What? Willow. They yes. just came out with a Willow series. I saw that. It, it's kind of Lord of the Rings e, <laughs> same yeah, genre. I was trying to. I was seeing that when I was actually trying to get more information on Old Man Willow to see if there's any more lore or something that Tolkien did on the Willow Tree, and Willow the TV series like the movie just kept popping up. It just yeah, like, it's yeah. just released. But the movie I remember watching the movie when I was a kid at my aunt's house, and so. I don't know. That'd be fun to cover one day. That'd be fun. Like, I didn't really... I've never seen Willow. I've never read the books. What I did see when I was a kid, you know, like, The Last Unicorn? Mm-mm. That'd be another... Because that's also based off a book. That'll be another fun one to do. There's so many movies based off books. Yeah, except The Last Unicorn is wild in the sense that tits are shown. Oh! <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, like, like it's a oh. children's cartoon. I mean, Shrek says ass. And shit. So... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of okay. I could go into Shrek. There's a lot of there's a lot of jokes in Shrek where it's like the <laughs> yeah no where there's like one where he's like what are you doing like the donkey like in the dragon yeah. right there and he's like what are you doing what are you doing he's like what oh oh what what that's my tail don't go that's that's my tail like she's trying to yeah <laughs> yeah no watch it again like she is going I love down Shrek. on donkey I love Shrek I love Shrek. I don't even care. I love Shrek. I, I my favorite video game of all time is Shrek Super Party. I play it with my family members. Oh my god! I saw that for the first time. Like I was watching this with like the kids when I was working at a day uh, preschool, and I was like, I'm getting fired. I'm all right. I'm getting fired. Back to the rings. So, one thing that I think is really uh, interesting is when Frodo meets up with Bilbo again for the first time. Yeah. Because he's, like, missed him so much, and he doesn't, like, know what happened. And you can tell that Bilbo still has a desire for the ring. And Frodo catches on to it. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, it's like he, you know, in the book, it describes how he has a sudden urge to, like, smack him. Yeah. To, like, to, like, but it's, like, is the urge coming because he sees Bilbo's ill intent? Or is the urge coming because he's protective over the ring now since he's been carrying it? Yeah, he's... You don't really kind of know at one point. It's 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 just very interesting where I think it's a little bit of both. Where Bilbo, sorry, Frodo has always like admired Bilbo. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of, I think he's also resenting him at this point. Like, why did you do this? Why do I have to do this? Kind of in that sense. Like, this isn't on you. This is on me now. Like, you know. Yep. Well, and Bilbo even makes the comment in the book, like, had I known it was going to be such an issue, I would have brought it here myself. Yeah. And it's it's just... It's like, but would you? Yeah. Because at the very beginning, you see that Bilbo's having a lot. But Bilbo's he, had He's that ring. struggling. He's, like, struggling to let go, but not as bad as Smeagol slash Gollum does. No, that's because, for whatever... Smeagol, I think... It depends on your heart before you have the ring. I think Smeagol was already kind of, like, not necessarily a bad individual, but he probably already had some, like, dark seeds sewn into him. Yes. Before he found the ring. Because most people, like, Bilbo didn't kill anybody for the ring. Neither did Frodo. Mm-hmm. Like, when they 
found it. Smeagol killed his best friend. Killed it. Yeah, Deagle. Yeah. Also, why? Tell me why one of my friends thought that those two were lovers. <laughs> I don't know. I had to explain. I was like, no, that's his. That's his like friend or like in the movie i think it said cousin it's like his cousin or something yeah he's like but he was always calling him my love and i was like mm. doesn't mean you... i could call you my love and you wouldn't assume that no, it was anything i i really wouldn't well, it's like <laughs> it's like also like a thing it's like more like a british moniker though too yeah like have you no like i remember uh leaving like uh the aronoff center after a play and it was like the lead actor for like they were doing this like charity mm-hmm. thing where you put in monday money i said money weird monday and so money we continue <laughs> it's been a day so i put in money into the bucket and he's like oh thanks love yeah oh yeah yeah no it, like you know what i mean like yeah i don't think it's really weird i mean like platonically well, and I'll, I'll, i call him like my nephew's love and stuff yeah like I mean, I tell, like, some of my best friends, like, I love you before, like, ending, Get, like, a phone say, conversation. Yeah, same. Like, yeah. it's not really, like, yeah, just because you call someone love doesn't mean that they're, like, your partner. Yeah. You call other people like, love. love can be platonic, too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I was just like, I don't think so. And then, But then that also made me rethink everything. I was like, were they? <laughs> Are like, they? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, they could be. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so we've gone through quite a lot already with this. Yes, yes, we have. And is there anything you wanted to add? Not, not really. I mean, it's kind of like, I feel like the Tom Bombadil really took a big chunk out of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, I mean, most of the differences are from that very beginning chunk because yeah. like, the movie kind of, I don't want to say it gloss over the beginning. It, it's kind of like they want to put it into motion. Yeah. They, like, they want to put the movies into motion to, like, grasp the attention. But I guess when starting a trilogy and considering there was no previous, like, how The Hobbit didn't come out first. Yeah. Because The Hobbit kind of was able to start a little slower because they had made like, the connection to Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings was already a successful franchise. Yeah. It's, like, to create a book into a movie, you have to create a good franchise at the start of the first movie. Yes. So, yeah, so at the the very beginning, they just very much so, like, kind of rolled it along. They, uh, cast, there is no Glorfindel. Mm -hmm. It's Arwen. Yeah. Aragorn's love interest. I, I, I prefer Glorfindel because Aragorn is mine, but no. <laughs> I think he's a little old for you. Hush. Hush, ma'am. Age is but a number. I Only if you're both consenting adults. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so I think... Yeah, well, one other like little interesting tidbit that I'm just going to say because I don't know if you know this. But uh, Gandalf and the Balrog at the end are on the same level. They're the same. They're not the same beings, mm-hmm. but they're at that same like mastery. Whereas huh. Gan- yeah, so a Balrog essentially is a fallen angel, 
They used to be angelic-like beings, like kind of like the elves. And now he's spooky. That were corrupted by Morgoth's power into becoming that devil-like ancient being. So that's why Gandalf is okay with fighting him. Because, huh. like, theoretically, they're the same. Oh. Yeah. Like playing field? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. So I was like, that's why I was like, I thought, I thought you'd be interested in that. So, yeah. The iconic... You shall not pass. <laughs> no, if I ever become a teacher, that's like going. So. That's going in my classroom. 100. 110%? Yep. Yes. So, yeah, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I've really enjoyed the book, though. Um, I especially like listening to the audio version. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's just like a nice little peaceful thing. Like I think what I did is I like I sat down on my uh, recliner, grabbed like a cup of tea, and just just sat and listened to it. You know, it's like a relaxing thing to do. Close my eyes and just like let it take me away. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like get lost into the world of Tolkien. He created a whole world for people to enjoy. Yes, hundred percent. So. As we're winding this episode down, we do have a couple of things that we want to say about our next episode that we're going to try to do. So we are going to be continuing with The Lord of the Rings. However, our next episode will be releasing the day after Christmas. Yes. So we are going to take a break from our beloved Tolkien, and we are actually going to do a special episode. little Christmas episode. You've all heard him. You all love him. We're going to be doing it on The Grinch and how the Grinch stole Christmas. And since it is a Dr. Seuss book and it's like a short, it's probably going to be a shorter episode. But also, um, we're going to be comparing the most recent animated film and the Jim Carrey adaptation. I'm so excited for the Jim (laughs) Carrey. I love the Jim Carrey one. I watch that every year. So we're going to be comparing both movies. So the episode itself will probably be into like two parts, like, one about the Jim Carrey adaptation that's, like, the real life, and then the most recent cartoon, which I actually haven't seen yet. So I'm pretty excited to watch it. I can't even lie. I love The Grinch. It's cute. It's so cute, man. But it's it's definitely more modernized. Like, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. But it's, oh, yeah. it's adorable. So, yeah. We're very excited to do a Christmas special. So we'll get those sleigh bells ringing. <laughs> so. Are you listening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. His heart's going to grow three times as big, and hopefully yours will too. Yes, exactly. So can't wait to see us or um, hear back from you about everything. We're really enjoying like making this podcast and everything that y'all do for us. Yes, and please remember to follow us on Instagram, follow our Facebook page, email us at twoenglishmajors1analysis at gmail.com, and that is with the numerals, so it's twoenglishmajors1analysis at gmail.com. Also, feel free to DM us on Instagram, and we are now on Apple Podcasts as well, so listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so we really hit the subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. We're trying to get to more followers. We can keep making content. That's the easiest, most free way to help us is just to hit subscribe. Yes, ma'am. But we appreciate and love everyone that listens. And we hope you guys have a good next two weeks. And we can't wait to do The Grinch. Yes. Bye, guys. How The Grinch Stole the Podcast Show. Yes, exactly. (laughs)